Kate McAllister and Dorothy Prophet. Yeah, go, Kate hello. McAllister. Hello. Say hello, hello. Good morning. <laughs> Drive safely. Dorothy Prophet, say hello. Hello. Uh, Kate is the producer of the Sandpoint Follies, and Dorothy is the director of the show. And um, for it, it's funny to even have you guys on because it doesn't seem like you guys need any publicity. I would say. <laughs> Uh, the show has sold out once again for both nights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's a few tickets for think Friday, so? but not very many it, at iCards. Oh, you can track them down. Well, that's a hot tip because yeah. I think, yeah, online, I don't think you're able to get them. No, anymore. no, they're sold okay. out online. So okay. we physically have iCards as one of our ticket outlets. And mm-hmm. So uh, probably, he probably has about 20 left maybe yeah. for Friday night. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Friday always tends to not sell out. Quickly is Saturday. Saturday mm-hmm. sells out the first day. Yeah. So. Um, the Sandpoint Follies. I mean, if if somebody's new in town, and and actually, if somebody came to town in the last just three years or so, they may not have heard of the Follies. I know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> who who wants to explain the history of that event? Uh, I would love to explain okay. the history. Um, Angels over Sandpoint has been around about thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am proud to say I've been a member for twenty seven. Um, And it was actually our wonderful Velma Queen of Fun that started it out as the um, Big Boy Ballet the first two years. And I think I came on in year three. And it was funny because when I auditioned, I heard about it on the radio. I auditioned and (laughs) Velma said, you can't just be Kate McAllister. You got to have a shtick. And uh, she and I were friends. And I said, okay. She goes, I... She said, well, I'm Velma, Queen of Fun. We can have another queen. And I said, okay, I'll be the Queen of Ireland. And that just sort of stuck. And mm-hmm. um, who knew the popularity? And then she was the producer for a number of years. And then when she stepped down, um, I stepped in. And um, so it's been about probably 10, 12 years, maybe 15 years that that I've been doing it. I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. But it's been – I've slept since then. Um <laughs> But the money, you know, the angels in uh, the unique thing about the angels over Sandpoint is that we are a nonprofit. We have no overhead. We don't have an executive director. We don't have a building. Um, so virtually most nonprofits have about a 35% overhead. We have probably less than 3% because we have a few overhead expenses, but that's it. So basically that means for every dollar you give us, it goes right back into the community. Um, some of the things we're known for, um, the biggest thing is the backpack program. And we give out about 1,000 backpacks uh, a year for, to the underserved. And we were the organization that um, got all the schools together to have the same supply list because, you know, it was seemed to be different between all schools. And so that's what we've been doing um, every year for all of these years. And um, it really is... It's something that all of us are really very proud of because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think about it. But if you're that kid that has to carry the books and supplies in a, you know, in a paper sack or a Walmart plastic bag, there's something about dignity being like everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. And I always tell the story of some of the kids write us notes afterwards. And years ago, this little boy drew a picture of a hand with a pencil in it. And he said, with this pencil, I will change the world. And I've all, I've, I keep thinking about that little boy after all these years, wondering where he is, and you know, if I'm sure indeed he is changing the world. Um, so something as simple as a pencil. We also help the elderly with rent and utilities, especially during the winter. We've helped people get firewood. We're kind of the organization that, when somebody falls through the cracks, then 
to help them give the, give a hand up rather than a handout. Um, we support a number of organizations, um, uh, uh, Priest River Advocates for uh, Domestic Violence. We've helped them for a number of years. We also are big enough now that we um, are a granting organization. So other nonprofits once a year can get a $1,500 grant from us. Uh, it's project-based or project-specific, so if you have a project. And then we also um, partner with a number of organizations uh, like the Festival Over Sandpoint, we give away an art scholarship. We do a number of scholarships in the area. So, you know, we're the, uh, the story I always give is when I was a single mom uh, working three jobs, my car broke down. I just needed $300 to fix it, but I didn't have $300 to fix it. So my kids and I walked for a month till I could save that money. But I am, uh, that would have been the type of person that the Angels Over Sandpoint would have helped. Because I just needed a little bit of help. I didn't need long-term help. I just needed a one-time uh, one fix. And so that's what really appealed to me when I moved here um, almost 30 years ago is that it was really grassroots. You know, like we would, there was a member that had MS. And once a year we'd go up and everybody would clean her house for her. And so, and it started with, um, for all of you skiers out there, if you ski on Kathy's yard sale up at Schweitzer, that was named after Kathy Pelland, and Kathy Pelland was the kind of person that went to yard sales, and if she knew you needed something, she would buy it for you. My husband was the beneficiary of some of her stuff when he was a single dude way back in the 70s, um, and unfortunately, she was killed by a drunk driver on the Long Bridge, and so she was part of the Rude Girls up at Schweitzer, and so it was the Rude Girls, of which Carolyn Sorrentino was a part of, that said, let's do something to continue her legacy. And so that's how the Angels Over Sandpoint were born. They were at a her celebration of life ceremony, and somebody saw a cloud formation above that looked like an angel. And one of them said, look, another angel over Sandpoint. And so that's how the organization started. And that's why, especially during the Follies, throughout the night, as the MC, I tell everybody, um, you can get a taxi coupon to drive home. Please don't drive home drunk, because, you know, that's really important to us, considering the human being that we founded the organization on, that's how she was, that's how she died. And so um, it's just, a, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, we have about 60 members and, um, you know, the Follies is our biggest fundraiser each year that helps us get through the year. And um, we make about 40 to 50 grand through, uh, for the, from the Follies. You know, it's not a lot wow. compared to like the Heartball or yeah. Kinderhaven, but it's enough for our little organization to keep going. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, that's a that's a chunk of change, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, I guess you you in, in addition to uh, selling tickets, those who attend, uh, there are other opportunities to give when you're actually there, right? Oh, so if you're, yes. So if you're going, perhaps bring your checkbook or cash. Or, this is a little reminder. Or debit card. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And you could we mm -hmm. even have uh, we even have it so you could Venmo us. That's cool. Right. All right. Let's talk about Venmo later. <laughs> Off the air. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious about how you guys use Venmo. I've been thinking about that myself. But uh, that's a so never mind. Forget forget what I said. Just live in the 21st century right. and spend money the normal way. That's right. Uh, <laughs> go, but but you can go to uh, you can go to the Follies if you have tickets, and there are more opportunities to give to this wonderful organization. Right. Yeah. Um, you can go to angelsoversandpoint.org as well and donate. Um, let's talk about the. The show itself, and for the last 20 people who are going to get those tickets, uh, you know, how can we sell them on the idea of, uh, of attending this event? 
Do they like it's Dorothy. Anyone who likes to have a really good time should come. Okay. And if they're not easily offended, let's mm-hmm. just put that little asterisk out there. But it's it's a great fun show. It's ridiculous. It's a little a little raunchy at times. Not very bad. Mm-hmm. Mostly tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun night, and people dress up and laugh. And I think after what we've all been through in the past few years, it's it's a good time to let's get out there and laugh and have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll provide. Yeah. Uh, is this your uh, first year directing it? Or you done this no, this is my <laughs> sixth year, I think, maybe. Yes. Maybe six, I think. We went through a couple directors. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been involved. I was involved as a performer starting in year four, mm-hmm. I think. And then after a performer, I got the opportunity one year to host with Kate and Sarah. And then the opportunity presented itself for to direct and that's mm-hmm. kind of something that I really I like that a lot I do that in my own little organization and so yeah it's a lot it's fun it's mm-hmm. it's hurting, hurting cats, cats <laughs> nailing jello to a wall yes it's yeah. <laughs> uh well so this is a I have been to the follies before it's been it's a what, what do you call it it's in a it's not a it's a series of acts how many acts are in the in the follies this year we have 17. 17 acts mm-hmm. tied together with a... Uh, an, an MC. An a MC, wonderful MC. Wonderful MC. And and sometimes band, there's sort of a our, our, theme our, to that as well. RFG yeah. band who also helps uh-huh. with that. And yeah, it's it's such a fun time. Mm-hmm. And every year it's different. So some years we only have 14 acts. Some years we have 23 acts. It depends on how long they are. Yeah. So when we have auditions, you know, we try to get a feel for how long that act is going to be. Acts have to be uh, three to four minutes at the most. We try not to have anything go over four minutes just because we don't want to turn it into like a -hmm. whole night affair. But it's and then, you know, you play some, you get some songs, you get some skits, you get some jokes, you get some fun and mix it Mm -hmm. all together. And that's the Follies. I'd say it's a cross between vaudeville and. uh, Yeah. (laughs) What uh, what does a director do in this? position what do you i mean because because it's not like a play where you're no i don't know where you've got some sort of vision of whatever everybody's got their own idea it's just about organization to be perfectly honest you find some great talent and get the show cast and then the director uh sets the lineup so you know you don't want to have a bunch of songs in a row you want to mix it up a song get a joke or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then you answer all the questions that everyone has about why are we doing it this way? And why can I do this? And, mm-hmm. and just, it's organization. It's just organization skills. And I have that because my spices are alphabetized. So I have organization <laughs> down. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and Dorothy also meets with each of the acts too, because the thing that makes the Follies unique is we don't get together. Last night dress rehearsal is the first time the entire, other than tech, but the first time that the cast is all together and runs the show. And I that's what keeps it fresh and fun. But Dorothy also takes time to, to meet with each act, to fine-tune it and help it so they're not just out there on their own. Yeah, so sometimes I'll, I'll meet with an act and, and look at it from a, a audience perspective and, and make suggestions as like, oh, maybe you can add this or maybe cut that part out. And it's just to, to polish it up and, and help it be... 
we like to think that our show is really professional and it comes mm-hmm. off that way. And so it takes, it takes a little time to get there, but we do yeah, and have fun along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite part is the banter between Paul Gunter and I uh-huh. <laughs> all night long. The, your band leader. Oh yeah. This, oh yeah. It, RFB. Yeah. Right. Right. From uh-huh. Burner. And, yeah. And I have questions for him. It's funny. I give him a sort of a theme and then he never knows what I'm going to ask him. And, it's kind of like Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon for yeah. those who are older, because I have no idea what he's going to say. And he really has no idea what I'm going to ask. So it all works mm-hmm. out. I think it's important to mention that this year, Paul has really stepped up for us. Dave Nygren, who most everyone who has done anything at the Panada knows, has retired, which left a kind of gaping hole in the entertainment scene. And for mm-hmm. us at the Follies, Paul Gunter has stepped up and taken on that role and is doing a stellar job. Yeah. So he's like yeah. wearing multiple hats and pulling it off great. He's great. He's so it, easy going. Yeah. He did, it, <laughs> uh yeah. No, he he, he actually he I, as long as we're going to sing his praises, I should right. mention he he helps out this radio station quite a bit, especially once a month when we do our little live radio hour. He runs in the house sound and the uh, what you hear over the airwaves uh for that as well and uh, and he's just so chill yeah he's just so chill. oh yeah yeah definitely uh well he's paul gunter is the man as he, we as yeah we he is the man uh and yes a, a vital part of multiple organizations in town i think mm-hmm, uh exactly. that's why i was i was keen to say in this instance he's yeah he's your band leader as well right. he's also on stage yeah being your yeah your your sidekick and your uh and, and playing the music, oh, playing, yeah. Yeah. you know, slapping the bass That's as right. he does. Um, <clears throat> we have in studio today, we are talking to Kate McAllister and Dorothy Prophet from the Angels Over Sandpoint and talking about the upcoming Sandpoint Follies, which are this weekend. You're listening to The Morning Show on 88.5 KRFY, and I'm Jack Peterson. Uh, what uh, What's different about this year or what's new this year? Um, we have a theme. Mm-hmm. Every year. So every year is different. Okay. So this year's theme is Studio 54, the 70s, disco, mm-hmm. and all the craziness that went on there. And that's what we kind of, you don't have to have an act that fits the theme. You can audition anything, but we try to stick with that. And and it gives people a chance to know what kind of costume to wear because our audience dresses up. It's really <laughs> fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, so we have a theme this year. It's Studio Fifty Four Disco Seventies. Next year, Ooh. I'm just going to tell them. Okay, go ahead. Next year is a circus <laughs> theme. Yeah, for our twentieth anniversary, it'll be the circus. Okay, because it's a circus. Yeah. Right. Well, and we, you know, the <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the Follies started when town used to have Mardi Gras, mm. and so the Follies, you never knew what weekend it was going to be on, and mm-hmm. and so when Mardi Gras went away, we said let's just make it the first first weekend in March every single year. And at that time, too, we thought, well, we really don't need costumes because it's not Mardi Gras. And the audience, the people who come see the show, oh, my gosh, they revolted. It was like, uh, no, we want a theme and uh-huh. we want a reason to dress up. So at the end of the show every year, when I tell everybody goodbye, I, I tell them next year the theme is going to be, because even for the 70s theme, we've had people who have had uh, bell bottoms specially made for them. <laughs> 
who have had so people go you know because it's yeah we're shacky wacky right now winter mm-hmm. is almost over kind of and we've been indoors and so people just want to get in a room full of other people and say naughty words and mm-hmm. you know and that's funny too because people who haven't been it's so interesting over the years we've heard complaints that oh my gosh they have sex on stage we do not <laughs> we do not have sex on stage i missed it if i we promise did. i know me too mm-hmm. i'm up there all the time and i have never seen that and what i try to tell people is if you watch saturday night live it's a lot of stuff like that i mean yes we get to use you know the little swear words mm-hmm. but it's really you know it's harmless fun and we really try to stay away from politics we don't do that you know we kind of try to poke fun at you know different sort of people and um but nothing harmful we don't think it's just a lot of laughs and like for example this year one of the things that i really appreciate is there are three women one of the acts on roller skates yeah and they're singing to a roller skate song and it is awesome it is really <laughs> they're fantastic. Pretty amazing they are amazing mm-hmm. to be on that stage and rolling around and dancing and it's you know because i remember back in the day in the 70s when you went to the roller rink and Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you had a good time and hung out with your pals. Mm-hmm. A lot of what's on stage is innuendo and tongue-in-cheek. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that you could miss because there it's really clever. We've got some people that write their own skits, write their own stand-up, and it's really clever, and they're, and they're great. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not blatant or in-your-face. Or I hear people talking about the Follies, and I think – you probably haven't been because everything you're saying is not true. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just what people hear, but it's really yeah. just, it's really not that much different than Saturday night live in terms right. of how we make jokes or the yeah. movies that you watch on TV, which are sometimes questionable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you have to be 21 or older. I mean, in that you have to be 21 or older to be in the cast. You cannot even mm-hmm. dress rehearsal night or anything. Nobody under, you can't bring your kids. Nobody under 21 is allowed in, mm-hmm. in the, in the theater at all. So we try to really keep a handle on that mm-hmm. and, you know, cause that's important to us. And, um, cause it's not up to us to really direct what people want their kids to see, but we can say you have to be 21 or older to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we do offend people. We see them get up and walk out and, and like, then we thank them for their money. Yeah. Because they're not getting it back. We're sorry you didn't laugh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, does anybody ever go to the show uh, alone without a without somebody who's been before, just completely unexpected? And what do you think? Oh yeah, I'm thinking you think so? yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're called Follies Virgins. Virgins. Well, see, I was a virgin once myself, <laughs> yeah. uh, so to speak. And and uh, you get a pin that yeah, says I'm got, a virgin. <laughs> yeah, but I think I went with somebody who wasn't, and I feel like that's the normal experience. You go with a buddy or something like that, so you kind of have. Right. A ballpark idea of what you're what you're going into. I think that's probably true. Yeah. This year might be different though, because we've had a pretty big sure. influx of new people to our area, mm-hmm. and most of them arrived after the last volleys, which was in 2020, March of 2020. So mm-hmm. they perhaps have heard of our show yeah. or heard people telling, you know, stories about how the night goes and what it's like, but they've mm-hmm. never been. So I think this year we might have not only will they be virgins, but they might be coming without somebody. Who yeah. you know is, is ushering them in the door? They're just like, hey, let's check this out. Yeah, well, so I'm excited for that. That's kind of fun. Yeah, well, mm. and usually uh, it's interesting because people will say, I'm not wearing a costume. I don't, 
I don't, I don't, I don't do that. that. And then they get there and everybody else is wearing a costume and really into it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, we're wearing costumes next year. Right. And they don't know what to expect, which is fun. And um, we had a gentleman years ago who, I don't know how he got tickets, uh, but he was at Schweitzer um, and he got tickets and he wrote us a letter. He wrote the angels a letter and said, you know, I'm a producer at Second City. And he said, we, my wife and I got these tickets and we thought we'd go see some local yokel show, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of have a good time. And he said, this was, you know, really well produced and directed, better than some of the shows at Second City. Mm-hmm. And so they came annually every year for quite a number of years. So, wow. yeah. And so that was really, that was a great compliment to us. They, he said, you know, it was funny. It was, it was nicely curated and mm-hmm. yeah. I think another thing that we have to think about when we're talking about the show is that we have people that come from out of the area. So we have people from Spokane and Coeur d'Alene that come up to Sandpoint for, to see this, the Follies every year. And that brings a lot of money to our town. Mm-hmm. So they'll eat at a restaurant, they'll stay at a hotel so that they're not driving after the show. Mm-hmm. And it's just an influx of, of money and tourism and people into our little town that, supports the community so it's not just the show and what the angels do but it also brings in um revenue yeah. for other businesses yeah it has a great economic impact yeah town. yeah and it's really interesting the out-of-towners who come and we have like dorothy mentioned we have a lot of people who come from spokane um just to get away for the night and come mm. up here and hang out with some crazy unique wonderful sandpoint people <laughs> yeah and the show is the show is just really funny and um and I'm sorry if the uh, people out there didn't get tickets. And I have to say that I'm very proud of the fact that we're one of the only shows, uh, with the exception, I think, of the Banff Film Festival, mm-hmm. that sells out way ahead of time. Because yeah. usually when we do shows, it's like the week before going, oh, my gosh, our, oh, I hope we sell more tickets. What mm-hmm. are we going to do? And speaking of that, I would like to mention that all of the cast members mm-hmm. buy their own tickets. So no, we're not taking up seats in that audience that other people could get tickets. So when people mm-hmm. see that we do allow them to have this placard that's on their seat that says performer, because that way they, they, that's the mm-hmm. one perk they get is they can reserve a spot, Yeah, but they paid for those tickets just like everybody else. Yeah. I buy tickets, but I usually give them away. Mm-hmm. So I myself will buy four tickets. I never sit down the whole night. Yeah. And so, because that's what we decided, it's a fundraiser. So if you're going to watch the show, yes, you can come and volunteer um, and not buy a ticket, but you have to leave. You can't watch the show. So in order to watch Ah. the show, you need to buy a ticket. And we agreed in the Angels years ago to do that. And it's really worked out. I mean, because, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why um, even some of the other volunteers like at the Panet, it's like, unless you buy a ticket, Mm -hmm. you can't sit down and watch the show because we make all of our people buy tickets as well. Yeah. Yeah, because it does help the Angels over Sandpoint and, you know, it's our mm-hmm. biggest fundraiser. Yeah. And it's a big one. It's a doozy. Uh, we're talking about the the Follies. It's just called The, the Follies. Follies. The, the Sandpoint Follies. Follies. The yeah. Follies. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, it, and it's the more or less the 19th annual is what we're calling it yes. this yes. time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's coming up this weekend at the Panada Theater. Uh, Kate McAllister and Dorothy Prophet are here. I didn't ask you guys before we started the show if you had any particular musical selections that you wanted, that felt were appropriate for the, uh, if, if we were going to take a little music break right now. Oh, you got to play disco. I got, I cued something up. Okay. You, all right. Doesn't matter. Well, let's see. <laughs> I'd go with We Are Family, but that's, you know, because all of the performers and everyone who's participating, we kind of drive that part home and say, hey, you're our Follies family. But, you know. Okay. 
That's yeah. the uh, who, who who sings that one? Sister Sledge, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do that then. That's that's a, that's a good song. It was the '70s. It, I don't remember. Okay. Look at that. I I happen to have that uh, that record right here at my fingertips. So I'll just put it on the turntable here, and we'll hit uh, play. We'll be back. Uh, to talk a little bit more about the Follies and the Angels over Sandpoint and what's coming up this weekend and on and on and on. You're listening to The Morning Show here on 88.5 KRFY. Sister Sledge with We Are Family. Uh, I think that's the only song I know by Sister Sledge. Were they a big... I think they're kind of a one-hit wonder. Am I wrong about that? I think they were one-hit wonders. Okay. Good one, though. Yeah, that is a good song. Uh, We're talking with Kate McAllister and Dorothy Prophet about the Angels Over Sandpoint and the upcoming Follies, which is this weekend, this Friday and Saturday night in Sandpoint. You are... You either already have tickets to the show or uh, watch out if you're coming downtown on Saturday or Friday night because the <laughs> traffic will be a little different than usual and probably there will be a lot more going on uh, except except for during a chunk in the middle when there's nothing going on. Right. Uh, yeah, because everybody's in the Panada Theater. Um, and my name's Jack and you're listening to the Carafoy Morning Show and I think that's all that I have to say right now. Uh, <laughs> Dorothy, you're the director of the show. And let me ask you this, is your work pretty much done at this point, or do you feel like you're coming into the busiest weekend of all? Or, Well, a lot of the work is done, because all mm. the preparations are done, costumes are done, but then I kind of mother-hen everybody during the shows, so, oh, this strap broke, do you have a safety pin? Yeah. Oh, I need to write this down, do you have a marker? Yeah, I've got that. So I like, mm-hmm. I'm just like the den mother over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so th- this show is done. So I now we now are going to start planning for next year. So I know that seems odd that we start this far in advance, but we really do. Yeah. In order to pull it off for yeah. next year. So next year, um, we'll need people to come out and audition. Um, and how's that process go? The well, audition. We announce when the auditions are, and people will either call or text or email and say, you know, I'd like to audition on this date, this time, we schedule everything out, people come and they do the stuff, and then after it's all said and done, then Kate and I will get together and we'll talk about the acts and and try to figure out which ones are going to work the best for the upcoming, whatever the theme is, and Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have to be to the theme, it can be off, but as long as it's funny, it's good. But I want to encourage people, because during the course of a year, so many people come up to us and go, oh, I have this great idea for the Follies. Cool. Come audition. Like, it's really not scary. No. People think it's, I'm kind of intimidated. No, don't be intimidated. Just come have fun with us. Come play with us. Yeah. Uh, When you do an audition, is it in front of a small group of people or (laughs) usually it's just kate and i sometimes val who is um the woman that runs all of the follies girls and boys introducing Mm. the acts making things move smoothly on the stage so Mm. val will be there with us and we all watch and take notes and Mm -hmm. and then confer afterwards and it really is best if you have 
we talked about it this year more so is that we really would prefer that you have been to the Follies because sometimes we get, yeah. sometimes people audition and it's quite lovely, but it isn't what the Follies is about. And the one thing about our audience that you should know is it's the most amazing audience in the world because they love everything, but when they don't like you, you know it right now. And we don't want that experience for anybody. And so, yeah. you know, we thought this year, it's like we really need people to have gone to the folly so they understand what what it's about, that it is tongue-in-cheek and that it's funny because, you know, if you come to us and you want to sing a serious song, it's like, uh, that might not work. Yeah. And, and people have done that. They just think, oh, it's like a big show, and I want to be in a big show, and I have a good singing voice, so I'm going to go and audition a song. Yeah. And the song is like, uh, that's it's straight and serious and like doesn't fit into anything. And you're <laughs> uh-huh. thinking, both of us, we usually go, I wonder if they've seen the show. So it's kind of important to have seen the show and understand how it works mm-hmm. in order to bring something worthwhile to the auditions. Yeah, yeah. Good. good point. And it's not scary. I mean, this audience is truly, truly amazing because they're there. They're dressed in costume. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there to have a good time. They're to have fun. Um, I don't know if most people remember Austin Langley. Um, mm. He, I, it took me a couple years to convince him to to get on the Folly stage and do his comedic act. Um, he did like open mic down in Spokane with ten people, and he, and he was telling jokes at McDuff's like when he was serving food, and yeah. it was like you're really good, right? You should be. And so it's funny because. He, when he went out on the stage and the audience just loved him, of course, and he came back off and he's like, thank you so much. Well, now he's some big deal comedian in the Denver area. And oh. so I'm I, I'm going to private message him and say, hey, you want to come back for the 20th anniversary next year? Because yeah. that would be really fun. And so you never know what's going to happen at the Follies because really that audience reaction is just the most, it's the most amazing thing for a performer because they really, really do. They love you. I mean, yes, by the second half, some can be inebriated. But, (laughs) again, we give them free taxi coupons to get home. We want to Mm -hmm. make sure they're going to be safe. You know, and the unfortunate thing of the past couple years, we do have – it used to be just all of our husbands, but now we have security that, you know, which is we have Mm -hmm. to have um, to protect the angels. And it's kind of a sad thing, but it also makes everybody feel a little bit safer. Yeah. So, you know. Um, do you expect you'll get some protesters or, or folks saying, don't put on this darn show? We've had them. We've had yeah. them. But again, it's a choice, right? Yeah. You don't have to go to the show. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have, we don't make people buy tickets. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and they can protest. That's their, that's their right. They certainly can. But again, mm-hmm. those who protest have never seen the show. So exactly. it's like, they yeah. don't know what they're protesting against. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, if you've been to the show, it's pretty amusing, and it, and then especially to think that people would be right. so up in arms about it. I know because you're like when they thing? haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. Where's, I think where's the bad stuff? We're I, waiting for the bad stuff. Right. I think your your imagination must run wild, and you think, well, <laughs> what they're doing in there can't be good. I know some of these people, and they, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have friends who go every year. I know them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> well, so anyway, we talked uh, auditions. Do you have any anything you're really excited about this year? Who's who's going to be the best? Who's going to oh. who's going to be the so the showstopper? I, Kate. Okay. Yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't say that because you know how mm. parents will tell you like you have three kids. Which one's your favorite? Well, I love yeah. them all. It's, it's kind of like that. And you know, I have some that are problem children that I have to work a little harder with. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I have some that are just completely compliant who have to light a fire under their behinds to get them going a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and so I love them all. They're good. We have nothing but talented people on that stage. Honestly, yeah. we're very privileged in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just want to make sure everybody understands is the Angels Over Sandpoint is actually the producer. I'm just the one who I'm the person who's in charge of. She does all the work. Let's just okay. be clear. The, she does kind of all the, the point, work. Yeah, yeah, the point person for yeah. the... Getting everybody. But I have a great team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we don't even really have... We might have one meeting because I have, you know, a person in charge of tickets, a person in charge of decor, everything. Mm-hmm. Basically, the meeting is, you got it, you got it. And everybody goes, yep, I got it. Nice. And then they go out and get their own volunteers to do things. And, you know, but next year's going to be our 20th year, which is a huge deal for a show to be so successful for 20 years, mm-hmm. sell out every year, um, you know, and it, it really was hard being gone the last two years because it's, it, people just really missed it. We really missed laughing and having a good time. And so our hope we can, we, our hope is that we can bring that feeling back, mm-hmm. you know, and then continue on and continue on. But yeah, next year is the circus theme. Um, cause this is our circus. These are our monkeys and, uh, right. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm told that there will be monkeys there, people dressed in monkey costumes. Okay. And we really want to get a jump on it. I know, Dorothy, if you want to talk about October. If you want to get well, yeah, there. I would. I mean, in none of this, when everything that I'm about to say right now is just these are ideas that have not solidified yet. But because we have a big show, 20th anniversary, and we want to mm-hmm. make sure that it's beyond anybody's imagination of how great it will be. We're going to get started early, so I would like to have some pre... I'm going to call them pre-auditions in October. So if somebody has an idea that they want to show us to put in the Follies, if you can show it to us or send me an email or give me a call or send me a text and let me know what it is, we'll get together and talk about it. I'd kind of like to know what we have on tap because what happens, typically auditions are in January and our show is the first weekend in March. That's quick turnaround. So I know that most of those people have already thought about their acts prior. We just don't know about them yet. So I, this year I want the heads up. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, and again, too, to bring it back, the, you know, that's what makes the show so great and so fresh is that, you know, again, everybody rehearses on their own. And so the first time we're together is dress rehearsal night. That's when I write my MC stuff. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. last night, it's just like, okay, I can say this and I can say that because you really don't know until everybody is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, that's, I believe that's the uniqueness about it in, and makes it so much fun is because you really don't know what's hap- going to happen. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's really, it's live well, theater. I was going to say, just remember that it's a live show. So yeah. as much mm-hmm. as we can, each little group can rehearse and, and we can have our dress rehearsal and come up with what, how we think it's going to be. When you have a, a live audience who is going to give their energy and perhaps interject at some moment in time, perhaps somebody's costume rips, perhaps a prop fails. Like you, you have no control over those things. So you have to be able to roll with it when they happen. Mm-hmm. And we have a great crew between Kate and Paul and other people that are involved something it will look flawless for the most part to the audience and yeah. we'll get off stage at the end of the night and go oh did you it it, right. it happens mm-hmm. we just cover it well oh and we need to mention our stage crew nicole french is leading our stage crew again which is she's oh, our stage manager god i know it is just they are amazing moving things on you know the sets on and off the stage and making sure that i'm where i'm supposed to be and it's truly truly 
It's really to watch them do their stuff. It's art in motion. I mean, they are so smooth. Because mm-hmm. tech night, when it's just cue to cue, I remember going home on Tuesday night going, oh, my God, how's this ever going to work? And then I reminded myself, oh, this is the way I feel every year. We've just had a couple of years off. Mm-hmm. And then dress rehearsal night, it's like, oh, that just that just happened. That mm-hmm. just was so slick. And, and so our crew is really, really good, too, and dedicated. And, and the angels are very, very thankful for all the people who have been dedicated all these years. And I keep telling everybody, come on, 20 years, 20 years. You know, and Dorothy and I are like, 20 years and we're done. But I'm like, eh, I don't I don't know if I can be done. I like being. And one of the. What's 25? Right. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, well, we're getting older, but, you know, uh, it's funny because one year um, we decided that maybe we should have a different MC. And so we had these three, these three guys, Andrew Sorg, Eric Bond and Dan. And um, we thought this will be great. Well, they got out there to MC and the audience booed them off the stage practically she had to, kate had to go out and and admonish the audience and say be nice to them right because i said i'm still in the show uh-huh. i'm just the trashy follies girl but you need to be nice to these young men and so you know because so we think about you know we need somebody who can MC, and MC is different than when you're in a play you have to really bring mm-hmm. the audience along with you and um you know and i just stand there and gonna yell at him and talk to him so i'm not sure what in my little irish accent because you know i'm I was the queen of ireland ask, yeah do you right. are you gonna do the irish accent oh, hold if I it don't, the whole show if i don't people uh, will, no I, I am in an act and i'm a wisconsin mom oh all right but, but yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah because one i remember going to some party of friends like a week or so after the follies and mm-hmm. i was talking to this woman and she looked at me and she goes what is wrong with you and i'm like what do you mean what's wrong with me and she goes you don't talk like you should talk. I'm like, oh, right, right. I, uh-huh. I need to talk like this. Well, and I grew up hearing, you know, the Irish brogue because my uh, grandparents are all from born in Ireland. And mm-hmm. and so I just grew up listening to it. So for me, it was really nothing. And it was so funny. This woman was mm-hmm. so disappointed. Oh, you're not really Irish. No, I'm I'm really Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't born there. I was yeah. born here. But... And you're not the queen of it. <laughs> well, as far as you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could be. I could be. Yeah. I spent an, a month in Ireland last year, and uh, it was hilarious because friends were like, you know, she's the queen of Ireland. And the Irish were like, well, sure she is. <laughs> well, sure, of course she is. Just look at her. And so the Irish are, mm-hmm. you know, that's the first time I went. That's when I, that's when I knew that's exactly where I came from because uh-huh. they love conversation, mm-hmm. and they're sarcastic as all get out. Ooh. <laughs> and it was lovely. It yeah. was just lovely. Yeah. So, yes, I, I talk in... Uh, the brogue all night long. You hold on to it. And right. how about at the after party? Sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, it's so funny. The Follies family are so used to me being Irish that, yeah. you know, the whole brogue that they don't even notice it anymore if I go in and out. But it's pretty hard to get rid of once you start it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's all right. I like it. Um, Kate McAllister and Dorothy Prophet are our guests here in the studio. And, uh, I got to kick you guys out here pretty soon because we do have other things going on this weekend that I should probably talk about. What? No. I don't know. Any any words in closing before I play another song? Uh, I just want to thank everybody for their support all of these years, and um, you know, really look forward to the to the twentieth anniversary next year and supporting what the angels do in our community. Um, We're a long and you know very heart filled organization in in this town, and we will continue to be so. And if you're interested in joining the Angels Over Sandpoint, again, please go to angelsoversandpoint.org. 
Um, or we meet the second Tuesday of every month at 530 up in the Bellwood building in the Kinnick Sioux uh, conference room. We'd love to have you participate. We do a number of things throughout the year, um, fun things, because part of our credo, too, is to bring the community together to have fun and laugh and enjoy one another. So I highly encourage you and thank you all so much for supporting us all of these years. We can't do it without the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, give that Again, you meet the second Tuesday of the month. The second the... Tuesday of the month at 5.30 p.m. up in the Bellwood building uh, above the winery mm-hmm. uh, in the Kinnicksu. Uh, I think it's Suite 102 is the number on the door, if I remember correctly, but don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. Um, and again, you can go it, to angelsoversandpoint.org mm-hmm. so that you can find out more about the angels and what we do and some of the events that we have. And if you have any brilliant ideas, bring them to the angels. Cause, and cool. we're a grassroots organization, so what that means is everybody works. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. You got a phone number or anything like that you want to give out? We don't have a phone number. Okay. That Just go to, the, go to the website and find, uh, yep. yeah, find out there. Yep. Well... And Dorothy. The last thing that I want to say is that although Saturday is sold out, that there are people that have purchased tickets who might find a life circumstance prevents them from going on Saturday. So oftentimes they will post those tickets for sale on Facebook somewhere or or somewhere in the community. So don't Mm -hmm. lose heart yet if you didn't get tickets for Saturday night. Uh, Look Mm -hmm. for those things for people who are selling them because they had a change in their plans. And get those bell bottoms out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming up. Break thank a leg you. this weekend. Have fun. Thank you. Um, I'm sure it will be a fine program. Yes. Uh, I'm going to play not disco music now because it was 40 years ago this week that Michael Jackson's Billie Jean hit number one. Oh, yeah. The song hit number one, the album Thriller hit number one, and did it on both sides of the Atlantic at the same time. Which is, I don't think it's the only song that's done that, but it's a very short list that is uh, that that's happened to. Uh, so if you're in the mood to dance, but you're not a big disco fan, this is kind of post-disco, I would <laughs> say. Here we have it. Uh, Michael Jackson, perhaps his biggest hit, Billie Jean. <laughs> 